morning. Good morning. Would you extend your hands over to Pastor Frankie this morning and Miss Allie and God, we just thank you, Lord, right now for their family. We bless them. We bless their children. God, we ask you that they have the best year they've ever had, that their children be healthy, that God, every area of their life have a tangible blessing, that in every corner of their life, they will see you operating and working and blessing and depositing and increasing every area of their life. Answer their dreams, God. Make them come true. Bless their families and everything they love in the name of Jesus. Would you bless the church? Lord, would you just bless this church? Would you double the church? Would you double all the businesses, all the men and women that work? Would you increase their salaries? Would you heal the families? Would you save everybody that is related to anyone here by blood? Would you fill them all with your Holy Spirit? Would you heal all the brokenhearted? Would you open the eyes of all those that are blind? Would you restore, God, everything that the devil has stolen sevenfold? Would you give this church such a great reputation all over the world that they are a loving, healing church full of the mercies and kindness of God? Lord, would you do something that's never been done right here in this building through these people? God, let there not be one single child on drugs. That there be not one divorce, God. That you do everything in your power to give the answers to those that are hungry to walk in your path. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Everybody said amen. Amen. Would you shake somebody's hand this morning? Shake their hand and say, I need you to pay me the money you owe me. Let's start it out right. Praise the Lord. Be seated for a little bit, and you can go to Isaiah 43 as you wait. And very quickly, just uh, the three products that we have with us this morning, for those of you that like the Word and like product, uh, Letters from God, which is a book we wrote. It's done really well. We've sold about 40,000 of them already. Letters from God is if God wrote you a letter every day, what would He say? And this is basically pure encouragement. It's just to encourage you every day. The ushers are going to take the seven or ten books we have left because we sold out this morning. Uh, We also sold out of the journals. I think we have two of those left. And then the other series, we have three left. So you can order them and we'll have them sent to you right away. But um, letters from God. So they'll pass it, open it up, look at your birthday. When you read your birthday, it'll either witness with you or it won't, and you'll know, okay, this is something that could really encourage me. How did that happen? How does that... You know, God's writing you a letter. He knows about you. He knows what you're going through and what's happening in your life, and He wants to bless you. Praise God. Would you hug someone next to you? Just hug them and say, is that your original hair color? Because it's amazing. (laughs) I have never seen that color before. That's really cool. Wow. Then that book carries with it the Letters from God journal, which basically the only things that have the power to keep changing you is the things that you remember. 
So, Pastor, I don't know how many sermons you would preach in a year. That's a lot of revelation. That's a lot of messages. That's a lot of truth. But in every one of those messages, there will be a rhema, a specific word breathed upon by the Holy Spirit that is going to change your circumstances at that very moment. Literally, it will change your life, and you're going to want to write that down. You're going to want to have that to remember it, memorize it, so you can walk it out. Because when you do that, then it has, you give it the power to change the circumstance you're in that you don't like. Praise the Lord. This is going to be one of the best mornings of your life. It's going to be one of the best days of your life. God is really going to bless you today. He really cares about you. He really loves you. He knows all the stuff you've been going through in your life. He understands all the things that you are feeling inside. He cares about that. He wants to do something about it. Praise God. I hope you will be tender-hearted this morning and let the Holy Spirit reach you. Don't keep, don't keep your armor up or anything like that. Just bring it on down if you have any up. Nobody's going to hurt you or beat you over the head with anything. We, we just want God to do what you need done this morning. You've only got one chance and one life, and it ought to be a good life. It ought to be a whole life. And the damage that has been done to you can be repaired quickly. It doesn't take a long time to heal a heart. It really doesn't. It doesn't take a long time to get rid of anger, hurt, and pain. It can happen really, really quick. Because you have a, hev- a heavenly father that feels that pain. And he's also got the medicine to get rid of it. Tonight we're having a healing uh, service. But really it's a wholeness service. We're going to talk to you about how God makes you whole. And without any freaky, quacky, crazy kind of stuff, we're going to believe God for miracles and healings. I won't even have to push you or blow on you or throw you around. It's just going to be the Spirit of God. I have faith in God's Word that when we stand together and faith touches faith, that a miracle can be born. And how many of you need miracles? How many of you have a situation where the only thing that will fix that situation is a miracle? And so we have a miracle working God. Praise the Lord. And so um, here's the journal. You'll want to get that. And if they're sold out, then you'll order them if you'd like. Praise the Lord. Uh, would you put the picture up there? We, we ministered this morning in the first service, and we had a lot of people get, get uh, saved this morning. It was really great. I, I don't know how many it was, but it was a lot of people, 20, 25, 30, something like that. Um, but, you know, God loves people. So his job is to help us get out of the way so that he can be the only one anybody sees. That's the objective. We become invisible. He becomes visible. That's the idea. You have a picture of five little children here. These children were brought to us and given to us a few weeks ago. They don't speak English or Spanish. They only speak lines of a Mayan dialect. They come from the woods. They were living up in the woods. Their house was two sticks with some trash bags on the top. Their mother had 17 children. And 11 of those children died out there 
in the woods in unmarked graves. And by a miracle of God, we got these children at our orphanage. And I want you to see, just look at them for a little bit. See the absolute death that's in their life. Seven days later, after our children at the orphanage testified to them and told them what was going to happen and what their future was going to be like. Five days or seven days. They have the picture. That's seven days. That, that is what God can do when you receive from God like a little child. You're innocent and you're simple. And if God says it, you believe that he's going to do it. Amen. Praise the Lord. I am believing God for you. I no longer have an agenda. When I was a young preacher, and this is my 42nd year, I had a lot of agendas. I'm past the agendas now because I actually realized that I'm going to have to stand before God for everything I say and do. That's a little bit sobering. So I really would like to help you today. And I'd like Jesus to be free to do in your life what you need to be done. Praise God. I'd like the husbands to look at your wives. Just look at them. Say, you're a beautiful woman. Say, you are a beautiful woman. Now, I want you to sing a song with me to them. Are you ready? <laughs> you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Now, that was interesting because you, some of you were singing to me. It makes me feel weird. So I'd like us to try it again, but like look at your wife this time. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Now, men, move in this time. Please don't take, move in, my sunshine. Right, and you ought to be about that far. Away. Pam. Mm. Beautiful. Ladies, would you put your right hand on your husband's chest, and I'm going to teach you a song you're going to love. Ready? Put it right on him. Give me some money, honey, honey. Give me some dough. Clap your hands. Give me some money, honey, honey. Give me some dough. Give me some money, honey, honey. Give me some dough. Whoa, 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 whoa. Give me some money, honey, honey. Give me some dough. The last verse. Send me to Hawaii, honey. Hallelujah. Send me to Hawaii, honey. Hallelujah. Send me to Hawaii, honey. You don't have to go. Whoa, whoa. Send me to Hawaii, honey. Come on, ladies. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, 
There is a great enemy to your happiness. There's a great enemy to your marriage. There's a great enemy to your relationship with your children. There's a great enemy to your destiny, to your walk with God, to your life in God. That enemy is unforgiveness. It's the, the, the impossibility of people in your life, the impossibility of their imperfections, the impossibility of the craziness of individuals at any particular time, the, the horrible ugliness of a broken promise, the horrible ugliness of betrayal, the terribleness of insensitivity, cruelty, hard-heartedness, indifference, forgetting important things, damaging each other. All of the things that have happened to you in all your lifetime since you were a child up till today. And a lot of us do not understand that in order to truly walk with God, we must become experts at forgiving. Jesus made a statement to Peter because Peter asked him, how many times do I forgive a person? He actually wanted a number. He said, I would like, how many times? Tell me how many times. I'll do it that time. Then I'll knock them out. So it's basically every person wants, you know, a limit to whatever it is they're going to do. But with God, like Jesus said, 70 times 7. That's, if you do the math, that's two times every couple of minutes. That's a lot of forgiving. Basically, you just have to stay in a spirit of forgiveness. Two people who are forgivers will never get divorced. Two people who are forgivers and repenters will never destroy their family. It's just that simple. Unforgiveness is the way that you keep Satan alive in your family. It's the way that you partner with your destruction. Unforgiveness is the way that you tie yourself to Satan's destiny for your life. So you and I have to learn how to forgive. And there's four types of forgiveness that we have to master in our life. In Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, it says, Don't forget, do not call to mind, do not remember the bad, painful events that took place in the past. Do not dwell upon the mistakes that have crushed your dreams. Because I am the Lord your God, and I will do something brand new. I will make a road where there's only been a desert. I will make a river where there's only been a wilderness. I will do something so brand new that it will actually make you hope again in your future. Praise the Lord. There's not a person in here that has not been hurt. There's not one of you here that has not been offended. There's not one of you here that has not been twisted up on the inside by other people's treatment of you or other people's treatment of someone you love. If you do not learn to forgive, and this is what the Lord told me, we become the slaves of the people we refuse to forgive. I don't know about you, but I don't want to dwell on a person's behavior. Since no one is perfect, I will be living in constant anger every day. I need to have a life higher than the person in front of me. I need to have a way of thinking, a way of relating, a way of treating people that is bigger than the person's imperfections that are in front of me. God never promised me that I would be surrounded by perfect people. He never said I would be treated right all the time by the people that love me. He never promised that everybody's going to love me. He just said, I will give you something on the inside that cannot be offended, cannot be provoked, cannot be controlled, cannot be manipulated, and cannot be 
destroyed. Praise the Lord. Inside of every one of us, there is a potential to live in the perfect peace and blessing of Almighty God. Would you hug the person next to you and say, you are going to lose weight during this service, I can tell. <laughs> Praise God. Just tell them, this service, seven pounds for sure, I guarantee it. Seven pounds of burden, seven pounds of worry, seven pounds of fear, seven pounds of doubt, seven pounds of hurt, seven pounds of anger. Out the door, baby. Out the door right now. Tell somebody it's going out the door. You came in with it, but you're leaving without it. Tell that to the person next to you. You look a little bit lighter now. Here's Isaiah 43:25. Yes, you alone will blot out. I will blot out your sins for my own sake and will never think about them again. As far as the east is from the west, so will I separate your sins from you. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity and rebellion and sin. 1 John 1.9 If you admit that you've done something wrong, God is faithful to erase it, get rid of it, and cure you and heal you of its damaging effects. Praise God. Tell somebody that's what I'm talking about. So the first thing this morning... The first thing, the first type of forgiveness that you have to really master in your life is receiving forgiveness. Everybody here has sinned. How many have never committed a sin? Yeah. All of us have hurt people. We have wounded people. We have done things we're ashamed of. We have done things we don't want anybody to know about. We don't want anybody to find out about them, especially the people that we really care about. But God knows everything. There's nothing that you have done that God is surprised by. And there's nothing you have done that God will not forgive you for. Jesus is a forgiver. God is a forgiver. He wants to lift the guilt off your shoulders. He wants to lift the, lift the shame off your shoulders. He wants to lift the, sh the fear off your shoulders because he is a forgiver. Anything you have done today, God is ready right now to erase it and to forgive it out of your life. Anything that you have done that you feel has disqualified you from serving God, loving God, working for God, ministering in God. God will forgive you right this minute. You are not under an eternal sentence of judgment. It is the forgiveness of God right now, right here, that God is ready to offer to any of you that are willing to be forgiven. Are you willing to be forgiven? Are you willing to have all the accusing fingers and the blaming lies broken off of your mind and taken out of your life no matter what you have done because if you cannot receive forgiveness your journey ends we our journey with God ends when we stop being adjustable we have to maintain a tender adjustable heart that's what makes it so powerful I was living in a house with 21 people I was 18 years old I had just gotten out of high school I'd been a Christian a year and a half or so. And we had people that we would just go out on the highway and they'd be hitchhiking. We'd pick them up. We'd bring them to the house and we'd feed them. And then we were all, everybody was a hippie. And we just uh, would play music. And we wouldn't let them leave till they got saved. 
basically. So we built a church of about 700 hippies, and everybody could play music and sing, and everybody was beautiful. The, the men had long hair. The women had long hair. It was, it was insanity. But, but one, of the, one of the fellows there got mad at the, at the head pastor. He got mad at him, and he wouldn't forgive him. And I told him, I said, you really need to forgive because if you don't forgive, you know, bad things can happen. So he just cussed the pastor out that night. He got on his motorcycle and he went and ran into a semi head on. He was so angry he couldn't see straight. So he went and and grabbed some beer and he got drunk and rode off into death, filled with rage and anger. Another one of the men in the house got mad at the pastor as well for telling him he couldn't date this particular girl who had just gotten saved and off drugs and all that. And he said, no, it's not time to do all that. He got mad, cussed him out. He left. He came back at about 2 in the morning and took a gun and shot it into our house. He shot just one, you know, just over and over again where we all would be sitting, eating. He shot it into the the house at about 2 in the morning. Police came and took him away. And his whole world changed that day. Your life can change for the good or for the bad, depending on whether you're going to tie yourself to your enemy's abuse or betrayal. Remember, you and I are not called to carry a corpse on our back. We're called to be free. We're called to walk and breathe air and live a beautiful life. But people hurt us, and they hurt the people we love. And if you're like me, your first natural reaction in your nature is to start swinging. That's your natural reaction. You just start swinging or, you know, you want to just cuss people out. And I've gone through a lot in 42 years. I can tell you that the fear of the Lord has worked out of me the violent tendencies that I had as a young man. Because I have never seen it do anything but hurt people. I've never seen it bless anyone ever in my entire life. But I love the feeling of not being anybody's slave. I love not being able to be emotionally manipulated by words that people use to provoke or actions that people walk in because they know it's going to hurt my feelings. I love to be at peace and to not have my world controlled by people who are not walking in love. Praise the Lord. How many of you would be a good Christian if there were no people on planet earth. <laughs> How many of you would be like amazing? You would be like the best Christian there is. You just, man. But you know what? People are there. When God is ready to promote you, he will send someone to offend you. Turn to two people behind you and say, I wish he hadn't said that. That was not I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I don't think I'm going to like this. Praise the Lord. My father-in-law, not my father-in-law, but my stepfather, when I left my grandmother's home at nine, I moved in with my mother and her new husband. And my grandmother dropped me off at the house. I went inside, and he grabbed me by the hair, and he started beating me over the head with his knuckles and, and just satanically speaking over me how worthless I was, and my dad left, and he didn't want me, and he didn't want me either, and if I didn't, he just went on and on, cussing over me, speaking over me, cursing me, and saying horrible things. I had never been spoken to like that, nor had I ever been hit in my grandmother's house. 
I didn't understand hate yet. I didn't understand bitterness yet. I didn't understand how a man can hate a person before they ever get to know the person. I then moved to, went to school the next week, a brand new school. And uh, I'm half Mexican and half Scottish. My dad came from Scotland. My mother's Hispanic, raised in Texas. And so I speak Spanish and, and was raised in a Hispanic culture. And so I'm very comfortable, you know, in English or Spanish, either one, because I, I, I've lived in both cultures all my life. And so I went to this new school. It's all Hispanic school, but my name is Ivan Tate. My sister has blonde hair and green eyes, and it's just a little weird combination. And I got surrounded in fourth grade, and they beat the tar out of me. They broke my nose, kicked me in every, every which way you can. And I kept telling them in Spanish, you know, I'm, I'm half Mexican. And they, they said, well, we're beating the white half. And so they just... <laughs> They just beat it right out of me. But you see, sometimes we hate people without knowing people because we have hate in us because we have been hated. Hate is soul cancer. It will make every area of your life sick. You cannot afford to resent or be bitter or hate anyone because it will twist your insides. Never put your destiny in the hands of an imperfect person. Praise God. Just reach your hands up to heaven right now and say, Lord, forgive me. Say, I receive your forgiveness for everything I have ever done in the name of Jesus. I let you forgive me, God. Amen. The second type of forgiveness is forgiving yourself. How many of you have ever done anything wrong? Praise the Lord. Have you ever borrowed money and not paid it back? Look at the person next to you and say, pay me back what you owe me. That's why I came to church. I need $132 right now. But forgiving yourself is a whole different thing. What good does it do for God to forgive you if you're not going to forgive yourself? You see, the prodigal son had to forgive himself. Judas could not forgive himself, so he hung himself. When a person walks in self-unforgiveness, they live a self-destructive lifestyle. They begin to do things that are actually hurting them and eventually hurt everyone that they love. A lot of things that we do are very dangerous to ourselves. I was reading a scripture in Proverbs 18.9. It says, he that lives an undisciplined life is brother to him that commits suicide. Proverbs 18.9 out of the Amplified, read it. It's, it's very sobering, very sobering. There is a way of living that can guarantee your health in all areas. And that way is the way of forgiveness. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Praise God. Forgive yourself right now. You know why? You're going to make another mistake. You might even make two, or three, or four, or five, or ten, or a thousand. But you better be good at receiving forgiveness, and you better be good at forgiving yourself. Praise God. You never have a bad day when you walk forgiven. But when you're carrying unforgiveness, or you're walking in guilt, or shame, or condemnation, it's a bad day. It's a real bad day. I went to Romania, and I asked them to take me to the burns 
uh, hospital to the children that had no one visiting them. I went in the room and there was a little girl named Natasha there. Her arms were gone and her legs were gone. Her ears were gone and her eyes, her nose was gone and her lips were burned off. And she was just one little scar sitting there. And, and she was crying because somebody had come to visit her. I asked the nurse what happened. She said her mother put her in boiling water and tried to kill her. There is evil that isn't born instantly. It is the fruit of daily resistance of the kindness and love and mercy of God. When you allow hard, cruel thoughts and resentful feelings to get a hold of you, they'll start to make your heart like a callus. They'll, they'll desensitize your conscience and they'll make your heart hard. And then you will be able to hurt people without feeling anything after you do it. This is what is amazing. When you and I walk in forgiveness, we are able to feel other people's pain. And think about this. You're not going to hurt a person whose pain you feel. If you have children, how many of you have children? If you have children, you're not just going to go up to your child and hurt that child. And if you love your child and that child is hurting, you're going to feel that pain. You're going to get angry. How? Why are you sick? Why did that happen? I need to stop that. How do I stop? Who did that? What? Your immediate reaction is to protect because you feel the pain of that child. That child is precious to you. You feel their hurt. You feel their pain. And you want to stop that pain at any cost whatsoever. And so when you feel a person's pain, you don't create pain. But when you don't feel their pain, then you're the source of creating pain. How many have ever had a dog? And did you love that dog? And when that dog died and you had to bury the dog, did you cry over the dog? How many of you cried over the dogs you've lost? I just buried a Great Dane and cried over him. Sergio. Big old thing, you know, 13 years old. And I just cried and cried like a little baby. But I don't have that reaction when it comes to cats. I don't know why. It's just me. I've got issues. I've got issues. I mean, I'm serious. I've got issues. I've got issues. I, I'm not mature yet. I have to grow in that. It's, a, it's an issue. It's an issue. But some of you, you far are way advanced in your love life. You can love dogs. You can love cats. You might even love snakes and spiders. I have a problem with that. But when we're walking in life, we don't get to pick the people that are in our family. You don't get to, after you get married, you don't get to, like, turn them in for an upgrade. It's what you have. That's it. You might be able to get new parts, but you can't get the whole thing traded in. Praise the Lord. Give somebody a high five and say, new parts, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Come on. <laughs> Whatever that means. So, anything that you do in harmony with evil, God can still forgive you. And you have to forgive yourself for it. The most critical type of forgiveness of all is forgiving people. Think about this. And this is really serious because a lot of us have people in our lives that we're never going to be able to get rid of. They're there forever. 
And if you're praying that your husband die or something like that, it's just not going to happen. They'll probably live to 100 years old. You can't just, while they're sleeping, oh, God, kill them. We have drifted so far away from a love life and from Christ-likeness and from tenderheartedness that we're now serving each other a bunch of baloney. We don't need baloney, ladies and gentlemen. What we need is transforming revelation. We need the power of the Holy Ghost to change our lives. The only thing that loves you is the thing that has the power to change you and free you. Praise the Lord. We're not here in church just to occupy an hour on Sunday morning or two hours. We're here because we are needy people that need help. We are not perfect. We have not arrived at anything. We still have all kinds of issues in our lives. Thank God that many of the issues are now gone, but there's still more issues to be dealt with. You still probably have a little selfishness left. You may still be a little greedy. You may still not be totally compassionate. You may still be a little partial. You may still be a little prejudiced. You may still be a little lazy. You may still be a little lustful or greedy or critical or judgmental or hard or harsh or insensitive or cruel or, or rejected or, or condemned or guilty. And so we need a doctor and our doctor is Jesus through his word and through the sincerity of the gospel and the genuineness of men and women who no longer are playing any kind of game but are trying to set people free and rescue those that are perishing and open the floodgates of love and compassion and mercy and truth that are trying to build up wisdom and release women to be everything that God called them to be and not to oppress them and control them and manipulate them and limit them. I've got four women in my family and they are all preachers, ladies and gentlemen, and they all preach powerful preaching. I've got four sons in my family that are all full of the Holy Ghost and power because my wife and I made a decision when we got married that they would never be in any kind of chain or box or be in any kind of prison or be held back or be limited by man's twisted idea of men and women that Jesus loves everybody equally and he can anoint anybody equally that women are powerful, men are powerful, children are powerful and you and I have to keep out of the hands of those controlling, unforgiving, manipulating forces of a twisted, power-hungry, control freak. Praise God. Your family requires forgiveness to be healthy. Unforgiveness automatically opens the door for Satan to get in your house. And you can keep him out by simply forgiving. Praise the Lord. Unforgiveness towards people. This is serious. Think about it like this. Jesus said it. And he said a very powerful thing. If you, if you do not forgive other people what they've done to you, I will not forgive you of what you've done to me. That's serious. In other words, unforgiveness is unforgivable. There's simply no option. We don't get to permanently hate. We don't get to permanently not forgive. 
Everybody's going to go through those feelings. It takes time. But if you are in the presence of God and anybody that spent time with Jesus, think about this. Anybody that spent time with Jesus knows that when you're with Jesus, he softens you up. He delivers you. He sets you free. He breaks the power of darkness over you. He gives you a tender heart. He helps you forgive people who don't deserve to be forgiven. Praise the Lord. And I'm not saying anybody deserves to be forgiven, but I'm saying that for you and I to be at peace, we're going to have to forgive. Praise the Lord. Tell someone around you, I forgive you, even if you haven't done anything. (laughs) Think about that, because the only thing that has the power not to hurt you is what does not exist. If you want to get rid of people, forgive them. And then they just cease to be an influence in your life. Praise God. If you want to make your mentors your hate, then don't forgive. Then you'll be mentored by hate. Because think about this for a second. Your moods are the product of the voices you listen to every day. If you're a proud person and stiff and hard and unkind and angry... It's because you spend a lot of time listening to your ego. Your ego makes you feel entitled. But if you spend time with Jesus, you never feel that because he never makes you feel like that. He always makes you feel loved, celebrated, and special, and it's always humbling. It's very humbling to belong to God, and it's very humbling to have a love relationship with God. It makes you so grateful because you realize how unworthy you are to be so highly blessed. Praise God. Would you look at someone and say, please forgive me. Praise the Lord. I'm going to pay you back what I owe you. I'm kidding. Look at the person next to you and say, no, for real. Say, for real. I believe you should pay my house off. Praise God. Come on. Wave your hand. Say, man, he's really hearing from God this morning. I like Brother Ivan. Woo! Man. Judas could not forgive, and he couldn't forgive himself, so he hung himself. And the Bible is full of people who could not forgive and could not receive forgiveness. But we're here this morning in a place Where if anything is going to happen tonight and God is going to heal families, heal hearts, heal bodies, heal everything, we've got to get the the hindering force out. And that hindering force is unforgiveness. God cannot penetrate that unforgiveness because he has bound himself to it. The only way to allow God to heal and restore is for us to make sure that we have received forgiveness, we have forgiven ourselves, and we have forgiven people. And finally, that we have forgiven God if we think we have to. God doesn't do anything wrong. He didn't hurt anybody. Our perception is our reality. Jesus goes to his hometown, and the perception they have of him is as of a carpenter all he could provide for them is a chair but when he left the town and they saw him as a messiah he could provide miracles for them how you see God totally determines how you will relate to God in your life my father is good he's kind and loving and merciful 
He's healed my children. He's delivered hundreds and thousands of orphans. He's done great miracles all over the world. And I hope that you can see God that way. Because this morning is a morning to really receive the mercy and forgiveness of the Lord. Praise God. Put my music on. How many of you are ready to let God minister to you right now? How many of you say there's somebody in my life, they're a hindrance. I think about them. They mess up my peace. They steal my joy. They bring frustration into my life. It's messing me up. I need a way out. And I don't need, we don't need to run away. But we need a solution, a permanent solution, not a temporary one. I want you to close your eyes for a minute. For this reason, I just want you to put aside all the distractions that are around you. I want you to think about what your life has been so far. How many enemies have you made in your lifetime? Or how many people don't speak to you anymore or you don't speak to them? Whether it's your fault or their fault or nobody's fault. Is it possible that God could put oil on your entire family tree and heal it? Is it possible that God could save every member of your family related to you by blood? Is it possible that Jesus could answer your prayers today and begin to heal your home? Is it possible that your ex-wife or your ex-husband or your mother or your father, is it possible you could have peace in your heart towards them and not live in any kind of bitterness or hurt? Sometimes we decide to take control of our own destiny. And what Jesus wants us to do is let him, let him heal what we cannot fix. Let him repair what we cannot repair. So I want you to say these words right now. Lord Jesus, please forgive me for everything. And I forgive all the people in my life that have hurt and wounded me. I don't want to be hard, calloused, calculating are unforgiving. I don't want to pass that on to my children. I don't want my children to suffer because I was unwilling to do your will. True worship is not singing songs, ladies and gentlemen. True worship is obeying when you don't want to. When you sing from a place like that, miracles come down when you worship God with songs from a place of disobedience nothing happens but when you sing to God from a place of that kind of obedience where you're doing the things you don't want to do because you love God and you love people miracles will begin to descend upon you with your eyes closed thinking about it right now I'm going to ask you a question you have one life you're going to die someday. You have a chance to live beautifully, to experience life at its best, to have the most wonderful, amazing, peaceful experience on this side of heaven. You know it's going to require something. And what it requires is to be right with God, to be at peace with God. I'm going to ask this. Are you 100% sure 
that if you died today, that you would go to heaven? Can you say, I have absolutely no doubts, none, that if I was to die today, I would go to heaven? This is very, very important. How serious it is to lay your head down on your bed and feel the peace of God. To wake up and walk all day long in peace. No matter what happens to you, you'll know you'll you'll just go to heaven. Because your relationship with God is so intimate and real. But if you're here tonight or this morning and you say, Ivan, I'm not sure I'm going to heaven. I've got doubts. I'm not sure that I'm right with God. I'm not sure about those things. How can I be sure? What can I I want that in my life? I want to be able to lay down every day and have that peace in my life. But I don't have it. That is the first thing God offers to you today. The first healing. The first restoration. That's how it happens. If you say, I want that peace in my life, but I don't have it. All I want you to do right where you're at is for you to simply lift your hand. High enough for me to see so I can pray for you. And don't be ashamed when you lift it. Stretch it way out there. I want to see it. I see your hands going up there, 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 there. There, 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 there. Stretch them way out. There, there, there. I see it. It's you saying, I want to have peace with God. I want to be at peace in that area of my life. And I don't. And I want that in my life. Now, if you lifted your hand, I just want you to stand up right where you're at. I want to see you and I want to pray for you. Would you just stand to your feet quickly and say, this is it. I'm not going to go on one more day without being at peace with God, without having this assurance, without having this peace in my life. It's very important. And I want to know in my heart. Those of you that are standing, could you look at me for a second? May I have your permission to pray for you? If I do, would you just wave your hand at me? May I pray for you? Thank you. It's an honor for me to do it. I'm not going to make you say anything to anybody, but I would like to look into your eyes. Would you do me the honor of walking over here as fast as you can? Just walk right up here. And would you give them a hand as they come? Just walk right up here. And I'm going to pray with you right now. And let's make peace with God. Let's make sure that when you go to bed tonight and for the rest of your life, that you're going to be walking in the peace of God. Because, you know, everybody has to do this. This is the beginning of the journey. This is the beginning of the journey. This is where it begins, not where it ends. And I'm going to ask the rest of you that are sitting out there uh, for a moment. I'm going to ask you to do something to show a little compassion towards the people that are next to you. And ask them this question, are you sure you're going to go to heaven when you die? Would you ask that to the people next to you? If somebody says, I don't know, would you show them love and say, I will walk up there with you right now. And let's see if another three, four, five, six, or seven people may say, I'll go up there if you go with me. Praise the Lord. And keep playing that music if you would. So ask them and then you can just bring them up if they want to come up. Say, I'll go up there with you. Because, you know, some people won't come up by themselves. Some people want somebody to go with them. For whatever reasons. It doesn't matter what the reason is. It just matters that they make a walk across the bridge from darkness into light. Because this is an opportunity. 
This is an opportunity to make peace with God. Praise the Lord. Would you pick one of these people right now, just anyone you want, and stretch your hands out towards them? Don't do it in general like in the air, but pick that one person and say, I'm going to send my blessing to you. Okay? And while I'm praying for them, would you just be praying over them and blessing them? Because tonight is a night of restorations, a night of, of heart healing, emotional healing, physical healing, marital healing, all kinds of things. There's nothing God cannot do. And it won't be done in some wacky way. We're just going to flow in the love of God. Praise the Lord. I feel there's six more people that should have come up. And I'm going to wait for you for a minute. Because I know what my heart's telling me. And I know that you're out there. And I want to tell you that you're important to wait for. And I'm just speaking to you right now. Make the right choice like these people are doing. There's five of you now. Would you come up? You're right there. You're saying, I should have done that. I wish I had come up, but I didn't do it. And I'd really, I really want to come up there. And I'm just going to wait for a couple of seconds. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You have the person you're praying for now. Those of you that came forward, let me say this to you. When God forgives you, he makes himself forget. So everything you would feel guilty about is about to disappear. You will have no guilt. You will have no shame. There will be no judgment down the road. Nothing terrible is coming your way. God is taking it out of your life. Whatever you deserve, you are not going to get. Because God is your dad and he loves you. He will never forsake you. He will never use you. He will never um, abuse you. He will never exploit you. He is a good God and he cares about you. So I want you to close your eyes and we're going to forgive people. Say this prayer. I forgive everybody. Anyone that has become my world in a negative way, I forgive them. I forgive my own self. And Lord, I forgive you. I receive forgiveness. I receive the washing and cleansing of the blood of the Lamb. And I declare that I've got a new future and a new beginning. The best is still ahead. Would you heal my family? Would you heal me? Would you give me a new beginning, a new chance? with no mistakes in it. Thank you, God, that the life you're giving me has no mistakes in it. Praise God. I am forgiven. Jesus is in my heart. And I am no longer guilty. Say it together. I am not guilty. I am not guilty. I am going to heaven. Thank you, Lord, that I'm going to heaven. Amen.